Hi, this is Laura. And this is Nikki with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love. We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small, actionable steps, and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck. Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours. Oh my gosh, Nikki. It's our first podcast. Ah, I know. Are we ready? I have no idea. <laughs> but we're, we're just going to get started. We are. So maybe we should start by telling people what Stardust Society is all about. Well, the Stardust Society is a podcast and a community for artists who procrastinate starting or making progress on their art business. I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> maybe you're like us and you've left your corporate job to focus full time on a creative business. Or maybe you're trying to fit it all in, in between jobs and raising kids. No matter what your circumstances are, what we all have in common is wanting to grow our creative businesses and stop letting fear and procrastination get in our way. We're not coming to you as experts who have, quote, made it and want to teach beginners how to do exactly what we did and achieve our level of success. We're in the midst of it with you or possibly just one little step ahead. We want to take you behind the scenes of our own journey and show you what we're working on, the lessons we've learned, what we're experimenting with as we try to make our businesses move ahead. Whether you're an artist, a writer, a musician, a designer, or just simply somebody who loves art and wants to know more about the lives and businesses of the people who make the art you love, we invite you to follow along with us and just get started. Are you a Stardust too? Come join our Stardust movement. I'm a Stardust. Are I'm you a, a Stardust? Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> so before we tell the story about how we met, Laura, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your background? Sure. I am an artist and an educator, a surface pattern designer, a musician, and a doggy mama living in Dallas, Texas. I've been a musician my entire life, and I've always loved and, and enjoyed doing crafts like sewing and cross-stitch since I was young. But I really didn't discover my love of art until I was 17. So I left my bubble. I grew up in Kansas, and I left my bubble to study abroad for a summer in Paris, and it literally changed my life. Paris can do that to you. Paris can totally do that to you. <laughs> the Musée d'Orsay took my breath away as I looked at all those amazing Impressionist paintings. And I fell in love with the Rodin Museum, the sculptures there, and the painting Le Jeune Martyr and the Louvre just blew my mind. And, you know, the French chocolates and pastries kind of blew my mind as well. Though <laughs> <laughs> so I had a really deep appreciation for music and art, I ended up going the practical route and I studied finance and economics in college in Dallas. And after college, I began an analytical career in the travel industry where I was able to indulge my international travel bug, which was awesome. But I shifted my creativity to developing complex financial models and creating visual basic macros and forecasting operational performance. Well, that sounds highly creative. <laughs> well, I was one heck of a bean counter. And I'm one of those crazy gals who totally digs Excel spreadsheets. 
I'm such a geek. <laughs> You're such a geek. <laughs> you might call me a dual-brained creative person because I really enjoy using both sides of my brain equally. But after a while, I was kind of missing having a more fun creative outlet. So I started dabbling in arts and crafts again in 2001 by starting a charity project that made sewn and crocheted hats for cancer patients across the DFW Metroplex called Brimming with Love. And soon after that, I was introduced by a friend to rubber stamping and card making. And I can I tell you, I was so addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, overnight, I had bought all the supplies and I decided. Of course I, you had. Of course I did. So I needed to start making some money at it because I had spent a small fortune. And so I decided to create a side design business and. I began submitting greeting card designs to craft publications. So over 75 of my projects ended up getting published over the next couple of years. And I ended up becoming a project designer for a company called Hero Arts Rubber Stamps. And I also was a designer for a polymer clay company called Polyform. And they make Sculpey and Primo polymer clay that you can buy in your local craft stores. So I did that for a while, and eventually I decided to shift my side design gig to focus more on teaching instead. I received my certification in Copic Markers and started teaching at a local arts and crafts store about, about 11 years ago. So you did all of this while you were working your corporate job? Oh, yes. Okay. And not just like 40 hours a week. We're talking like 60, right? 70 hours a week job. Wow. Yeah, it was intense. So... The store that I was working at, um, I was teaching on the weekends, and that has long closed, but I still teach Copic workshops to this day, and I teach them on Zoom now, but I've held over 120 live workshops. And the community that has been built over that time frame really is amazing. They totally keep me inspired. I just love um, working with them and teaching them everything that I've learned. So. In recent years, I have expanded from coloring in other people's images like stamps and their artwork to creating my own. So I've explored drawing and encaustic wax art, intuitive and mixed media painting, watercolor, acrylic, oil, fiber arts, and even digital surface pattern design using you know, apps like Procreate and using Adobe Illustrator. And I really have a passion for learning new things. And I don't think I've ever met an art supply that I didn't love. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know this, Nikki, because oh, you've seen I've my place. Seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> if I need to shop, I'm coming to your place. Yes, you are. So I truly enjoy sharing the things that I've learned with others. And I can't wait to start teaching more classes online in the future. I recently left my corporate job to focus on developing my surface pattern design portfolio and teaching online classes. And this podcast is my way of being accountable towards making my dreams come true. Awesome. So Nikki, that's a little bit of the last 40 or so years of my life <laughs> <laughs> in a nutshell. So why don't you share with us your journey of how you came to here and give us a little bit about your background? Well, okay. So my story, Laura, is a lot like yours in some ways and totally opposite in others. Okay. Like you, I consider myself both right-brained and left-brained. Mm -hmm. And I've always 
used them together or gone back and forth between the two. Um, I have been an artist all my life. When I was a kid, I was drawing just as soon as I could hold a pencil um, and did ceramics and all kinds of other things. Um, in college, cool. I never considered studying anything but art. But although I was an art major, studied drawing and painting in undergrad, I was probably the only art major to ever take calculus as an elective. <laughs> wow. You chose to take calculus? I did. I loved math. Um, <laughs> I can't say I remember any of it, but <laughs> you might be at a girl time, after my own heart. I know. I know. I just sprung that on you. You didn't know that about me. <laughs> so in college and in grad school, I studied uh, drawing, painting, fiber arts, jewelry. Uh, I also did some surface design, but that was before you could do it digitally. We were cutting paper and taping it back together. Um, I think, you know, we were on the very beginning of Photoshop back then. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also had a chance to study art in Italy. And wow. so that got my travel bug going for sure. I understand that. Yeah. So I, so I studied art I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I thought originally I wanted to teach, but then after doing some student teaching, I decided that um, although I like teaching on some level, I didn't want it to be my full-time job. So my first job out of grad school was designing t-shirts for National Audubon Society and Nature Conservancy. Ooh, um, birds. Yeah, birds. Mm -hmm. um, but not just birds, plants, flowers, all kinds of animals. Um, that oh, was you got paid to do this? I did. I did. I got paid to draw plants and animals all day. What an awesome job. I know. Um, so then I, after doing that for a little while in rural Alabama, I had to move back to Atlanta. And this was before it was really easy to work remotely. So I taught myself HTML. This mm -hmm. was in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s. Taught myself HTML in order to build a website to promote my own design and illustration. Mm -hmm. And I accidentally got hired by IBM to do a 30-day temp job doing HTML. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was not what I was looking to do, but I started listing it as a skill and got hired by a contracting company to do that for, for IBM. It was supposed to be a 30-day temp job, and it turned into an accidental 10-year career as a creative director, wow. leading teams of designers and developers on projects like the New York Times website and the um, the 2000 Sydney Olympics website. So uh, that's amazing. It was an amazing job. I got to be creative. I got to really use my left brain and my right brain in that job. So it was fantastic. But I didn't make any of my own art while I had that job, except for doodles and meetings and conference rooms. Mm -hmm. So I decided about halfway through that, um, that I, you know, I was way off track. It was a great path, but it wasn't the path I was meant to be on. So I decided to quit my job and go back to making art. I knew mm -hmm. I couldn't afford to do that while still leaving in Atlanta. So I moved from Atlanta to Paducah, Kentucky, mm -hmm. uh, which is a small, adorable river town on the uh, right where the Ohio and Tennessee rivers meet. And I was looking for a place to move that was a smaller town, more affordable, but still had something going on with art. Mm 
mm-hmm. and I discovered the artist relocation program that Ooh. Paducah had. Um, I'll tell more about that program in another episode when I can really sink into it. But suffice it to say that I moved from Atlanta to Paducah, joining artists from all over the country who moved here from bigger cities and left jobs to form a little art community here in this small town. But after I did that, I kept working for IBM for another four years, just doing it remotely. But I gained so much time. I was on one long-term project, working from home with no commute. Um, I finally had time to do other things that I didn't have time to do when I was in Atlanta, commuting, sitting in traffic quite a lot, traveling for my job. Um, So I started making art again. And um, like you, I discovered encaustic. Um, I think Mm -hmm. I stuck with it a little more than than you did. And I became I became obsessed. Um, (laughs) So while I was doing encaustic work and drawing, always drawing, I also continue to do freelance web design projects as I had all along. And I started a community calendar website with a partner that I met here in Paducah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as that grew to be able to support me, I was finally able to quit my job with IBM. So I ran this community website. It was called I List Paducah and made my art and life was beautiful. I bet. I sold I List after about eight years of doing that and continue doing freelance website design and drawing. I had had an interest in surface design since I was in grad school, but after doing a few analog repeat patterns, I kind of abandoned it. But um, in the last three years, I think I kind of got back into do it. I took a few Skillshare classes and started learning how to do it in Illustrator. And that's when I did my 100-day project of doing a, a pattern a day for 100 days. Awesome. Um, yeah, I started applying all those illustrations and patterns to print-on-demand products. So that's a, a, a little another side hustle I've got going on. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, my branding and web design business continue to grow. And I am currently working on building a, I call it a productized service uh, program to create websites for artists. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that is my current focus, that and just growing my, my own art business on the side. And having a podcast. And now having a podcast. (laughs) And why do we have a podcast, Laura? Well, we first met in an accountability group that we were randomly assigned in a large course that we had taken together with, I think, four other women. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is how we first got to know each other, which was maybe about a year ago, right, Nikki? It was almost a year ago. So back in the fall, in September, I was driving across the country from Kentucky to Texas, to San Antonio, uh, and I decided, since I realized I'd be driving through Dallas, that we needed to meet because we only knew each other online. So Mm -hmm. I stayed in Dallas for a weekend, and we met, and we started talking about all the things we talked about in our accountability group. We started talking about in person And so we were sitting at a Cafe Brazil having breakfast outside, and 
anybody who goes through Dallas, who lives in Dallas, you must go to Cafe Brazil. It's got phenomenal breakfast food. Oh my gosh, the chilaquiles. (laughs) Nothing. I've never had a bad thing on their menu there. I'll just say that. So we were having this conversation realizing, hey, you know, we should be recording these conversations because they're actually pretty cool. These are things that I think other people might be interested in hearing. Right. And I think we both had entertained the idea of a podcast in the past. I think Mm -hmm. you took it a little more seriously and even started recording something. I had an intro, yes, but it never got beyond the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I hadn't gotten started. I was just considering that it might be something fun to do. Mm -hmm. And so sitting in that cafe on a Sunday morning when I was about to leave town to continue on to San Antonio, we started tossing around ideas about what we could do with this podcast. Yes, we're both artists who had successful corporate careers and, and, you know, despite wanting to pursue our art. And we have been letting a lot of things simmer on the back burner for far too long. And we've left those corporate jobs to focus on art. And we really want to give ourselves the push forward and remain accountable to be able to let those careers blossom. So we thought that having a podcast would be a great way to be more publicly accountable Mm -hmm. than our private accountability group and conversations. Because if we put it out there that we're going to show up weekly on this podcast and we're going to have conversations about all the things we're trying in our business, where we're struggling, where we're succeeding, where we need help, then we're going to actually follow through on it. So Nikki, what can our listeners expect from this podcast moving forward? What we plan to do is you'll have a lot of episodes that will be just conversations between the two of us about what we're doing in our businesses and also interviews of other people who we consider great examples of startists who have just gotten out of their own way and gotten Mm -hmm. started. Mm Mm-hmm. So some of the topics that we'll be discussing are procrastination, fear, technology concerns. Oh, there's so many of those. <laughs> and that's where where I'm excited to be able to help because I've been working in technology, specifically websites, email newsletters, all things tech for the past 25 years. So I'm excited to bring a lot of that to the podcast. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you have to say about that. That's great. Um, But yeah, social media, uh, advertising, websites, all things money, uh, just really all the things that might be stopping you from moving forward and just getting started. And accountability is so important to move forward. And we want to invite you to be accountable with us in our Facebook group. So we would love for you to join us there where we will be posting conversation starters so that we can help each other on different topics that we might be discussing from week to week and any other issues that might be you know popping up that are getting in your own way and you can find our facebook group by searching start a society on facebook and we'll also put a link directly to the group in our show notes thanks so much for joining us on this journey we can't wait to share more episodes with you And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Visit StardustSociety.com to learn more about the podcast and read the show notes. 
Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week when we talk about procrastination. Are we going to procrastinate on talking about procrastination? No, not this time. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. See you next week.